Blog Talk Radio. 
I'm just kind of like going there, um, is Hickey Burr, and it's such a great song. I, I've never heard that song before, so I have to uh, thank Elon for that. I have a special guest today um, with Spencer Drake um, co-hosting on the show and Elon Paz of Dustin Grooves and his latest adventures in record collecting. And we're going to be talking a little bit about vinyl and music and a lot of really cool stuff. I'm going to bring Spencer in the room and Elon as well. And let me give the website out real quick. If anybody wants to listen to the show, they can tune in. They can listen to it afterwards on iTunes as a podcast. And also there's a chat room open. If you want to go in there and you want to create an account, you can do that and ask any kind of questions for my guest. And um, you can call us even if you'd like. Our number is 347-677-1036. And I want to welcome everybody to the show. And um, let me give out the website real quick before we get going here. It's dustandgrooves.com. And if you go there, you can sign up for the newsletter, find the um, Facebook page and all that. So with that... Welcome to the show, Spencer and Elon. There you guys are. Hey. hey. So I want, I want to start off by saying something. Um, Elon had this newsletter, newsletter Dustin Grooves, and I first uh, got into it being a Elon, a vinyl head. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I got in touch with him because I had my 545 book, and um, we seemed to mesh together, and we talked and stuff like that. And then... Um, and the newsletter is a very big thing for vinyl. By the way, vinyl people are really into vinyl. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen that comes out there. And everybody should get this uh, newsletter uh, who's into that. And uh, this book that he came out with is really an important book. It's a beautiful book. book. Uh, right? Beautiful it's like an amazing yep. book. And, and, and yep. the incredible thing about it, it's well-designed. It's self-published, which is very unusual because... Judith and I have done like 21 books that through publishers who are well-published and look really great in design. This book is really designed well. Beautiful paper stock. I want to tell everybody out there, this is not just a what you call a self-published book, which is normally not really cool. This is different. This is like you're getting a high-end publisher. Right, Elon? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, so it's really all, a great thing to have. Uh, beautiful <laughs> Uh, pictures and uh, the content of the book is outrageous with these people who we'll talk about too. Um, I wanted to ask what hit me in your book. There were a couple of people. Well, I know Roddy Bagwa is a friend of mine, and we, you know, Roddy's a big vinyl person. And uh, and um, but there's a guy named Joe uh, Bussar who really hit me. Yeah. And he is an old collector, right? Of 78s, right? Yeah, he collects um, only 78 RPM, uh, 10 inches, yeah. So he uh, was kind of, he really interested me uh, in this book. Not that the others didn't. They did, of course. But he, where he was coming from was really interesting, right? Hmm. Well, you know, I, think, uh, I think the whole concept of the book is amazing. I mean, when I saw some of the photography in the book and also your office, is quite quite astounding with all the vinyl records in the walls and everything. I mean, that's just like your collection, right? Yeah, so, Holly, I didn't finish. I didn't finish. I, unbelievable. I to talk about oh, no, go ahead, Spence. No, no, Joe Bussar, I wanted to talk about him. Uh-huh. Um, could you tell us something about him? Um, well, Joe, I think I think now he's over 80. But when I, sh- when I photographed him, he was, uh, I think, 70, 77 or 78. 
uh, or maybe I'm confusing with the RPM. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he used to have his own uh, record label, and he has a radio show, and he still does um, um, a radio show on uh, iTunes, like an iTunes podcast, and it's it's all early blues music played from his archive that is wow. uh, based in his basement. And it's all coming out of, um, you know, 78 um, uh, records, you know, 10-inch 78. That's Basically, amazing. It's very yeah, good. And yeah. he doesn't, like, for example, one of his, like, uh, quotes in the book, he says, like, you know, that music died when they introduced the drums. He hates the drums. So mm-hmm. another thing, another thing. So it's, it's a pretty interesting, you know, <laughs> um, approach or... yeah. Yeah, and um, so I guess, yeah, he's a very, um, one of, like, the early, you know, real crate diggers out there, you know, and probably the oldest one that is uh, is still around and still, I mean, he doesn't go digging anymore because I don't think he has uh, enough space in his basement anymore, but uh, he's definitely, you know, a legend. And there's also a, a film that may, was made about him. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, I have to look at the book and catch the, exactly the name of the uh The other the one film. is Kieran Hebden. Now, this kid is really amazing. Apparently, he's worked with some really famous musicians, right? He's a collector. He's a musician himself, yeah. Right, right. I think we're missing something, you know, because we all know what the book is, but perhaps our audience doesn't know really what we're talking about. Maybe we should do like an introduction first. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's go right in. <laughs> Let's talk about the book first because it was kind of confusing. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about the book and how that came to be? Because I'd really like our listeners to know a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, thank you, Holly. So, um, Dustin Groove's Adventures in Record Collecting is uh, a book about record collectors. That's what it is. It's a photo book, first of all, because, uh, you know, it started as um, a photo project personal photo project, uh, Labor of Love. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, a photo- I'm a professional photographer. I do this for a living. And I'm originally from Israel. And when I came to New York, when I moved to New York in um, 2008, mm-hmm. um, I started documenting record collectors. And it was more about fitting in my time because I don't know if you guys remember, but 2008 was a big... Uh, economical recession, and there were no jobs to be found at all. And uh, so I arrived here, and I was just like, you know, jobless, and I couldn't find any, you know, any photography gigs. So I ended up spending a lot of my time in record stores, just like, you know, enjoying the uh, abundance of records and the, uh, you know, the community here, and uh, just like being overwhelmed with the records that I could find here. And um, after a while, after I started, like, realized I'm spending too much money on records and not making money, <laughs> uh, I said, all right, well, I moved to New York. I left my country. I left my friends and family, and wow. I need to justify this, you know. And uh, and I think it's kind of like a survival, going into, like, a survival mode. And um, I started thinking, okay, so what can I do now that is productive, you know, that is, like, something that will you know, fulfill my, um, you know, um, I guess not fulfill, but maybe just like, you know, justify all this 
sacrifice. And uh, so I just like I was really eager to, to do something. And I was really also like very um, uh, impressed and, um, and and inspired by what's going on here. You know, like you uh, reach this. Uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm I'm a record collector myself, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm in I'm in vinyl heaven. You know, now you're so, in America, uh, right? So America culture, yeah. right? It was like yeah, totally turned to on. Yeah, I yeah. Compared see to what I had in what I could find in Israel, it's like you know, just like you know, like the biggest chocolate room full of food. Oh my god! You know? It's like yeah. Willy Wonka, right? Willy Wonka's yeah, chocolate yeah. factory. Yeah. So yeah, Brooklyn. Spencer, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, so Brooklyn was kind of like my um, my chocolate my chocolate room, you know my and I um, bet. <laughs> yeah, so basically this is how it started. I, I just like I I started talking with some people here in the uh, in the community, uh, DJs and record stores owners, and um, and I started photographing you know one by one. I started like going to wow. people's houses, approaching them, and asking if I can go and document the record collection and just take some profiles or some portraits. Yeah, um, I wanted mm-hmm. to say something, though. That You know, it's interesting, your book, you've got, it's not just record collectors, which, you know, I dealt with in my 545 book. These are like real, huge collectors, right, Elon? These are like, people should know that. These are real big collectors. I mean, they're huge collectors, right? Yeah. That's a very big difference. It's a very big yeah, difference. Yeah, like Giles, Giles yeah. Peterson, for example, yeah. Uh, Questlove, yeah. I mean, but these, these these guys, the big one, the big fish, came later on in, in, in the game. But when I started it, mm-hmm. it was just like it, it wasn't even a blog, you know. It was just a, a, a personal photo project that would go into the uh, into the drawer, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But then I, you know, then I was here, and then I started like blogging about it. I opened a blog. I called it Dustin Grooves, and uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, and I, I used Facebook to. Um, to uh, promote it, but basically just like to share a few photos, and I never really realized that you know I was hitting a nerve actually in this community because you know mm-hmm. uh, the the, uh, the the response was immediate and it was great. You know, people were just like you know, hey, this is great. This is we love seeing other people's collection, and what you're doing is is great, and you should keep doing it. And we want to hear more and want to see more, and. The first of all, my my objective was to get photos, you know, like one or two great photos from each collector. But then I realized that, you know, the interviews were it was bigger than uh, that, yeah, yeah, even bigger yeah. than that. So at the end, people re- wouldn't really realize that I'm just a photographer. I'm not really a journalist. I'm not a writer. Um, but this this became and you know grew it grew to be like a, a really cool. And it's like a cult in- almost. Insightful, yeah, like insightful. Yeah. Um, website that you can go into people's collections, and some of them are really big and important collectors from all different kind, you know, from different parts of the collecting world, uh, and, and different countries, uh, right? From different yeah, countries, different con- yeah, different yeah. countries. I mean, I started here in the West, in the East Coast, uh, you know, going in New York and Brooklyn, and then spreading out to like you know Pennsylvania and like just like stuff that I could afford, but then. Every time that I would go back to Israel to visit my family, or if I would go on a job to Europe, I would always, you know, get like a layover somewhere. You know, like I would stop in Turkey, or I would stop in Germany, or in Italy, and then 
specifically to go and profile more collectors, uh, you know, outside of the U.S. And this is how I expanded my reach. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a question. Uh, campaign, right? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to say something also about the book, that it has text in it, so people shouldn't just, you know, just think it's just, it's a beautiful photo book, of course, but it has text in it, and people want to read, read True, these yeah. things. You know, the interviews yeah. are amazing. I just want yeah. to tell people that, you know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, the the, the book is divided. It's uh, now it's the second edition is out. It has 436 pages. Uh, wow. The first wow. part, the first part of it, <laughs> maybe three two thirds of the book, is a photo. The photo section. It's just like a um, it's a free flow of of great photos and captions and some quotes. Uh, and that's just to give you know the reader or the viewer kind of the um, the uh, the feeling and experience the way that I experience it you know through the, through my lens. But then the then the the other third of the book is um, includes thirteen full and in depth interviews um, with you know select record collectors and uh, there's stories from, you know, from Africa, like digging in Africa. I, I actually went on a digging trip uh, wow. to Ghana. Wow. Which is something oh, wow. that, I, that I, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a real treat, you know, that I was, I felt really lucky that I was able to do this. Um, I was, um, I went to Questlove's, you know, um, studio and record room and we went to his early, Records, you know, the records that shaped his musical tape as a mm. kid. Mm. Uh, I went to Giles Peterson, who was, um, you know, a great influence on on me. And you know, like I actually, when I started like really being into music, he was kind of like you know my my mentor or my like my first source for you know new releases and you know jazz and acid jazz and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's it's very diverse. There's also a kid, I mean, a young kid in Philly that collects only Sesame Records, street records, for example. Mm-hmm. So, so it was really important for me to get the entire spectrum, you know, and not just like you know, not just be like a music snob or uh, or like uh, you know, um, get into too much of like a geeky, you know, details of you know presses and stuff like that. So I think, I think I, you know, I wanted this book and the interviews to um, be, to be available for everyone, you know, like to, to, to everyone to find something in it. You know, that they the would relate to and remember. The, yeah. The yeah, thing that yeah. you brought about, which I wanted to come in on is, is like from my four, 545 book, I found that each, each collector had a different head trip and that's the same thing going on in your book. They each have different, right? They, they have like different head trips. Is that right, Elon? You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really understand. So they, well, I mean, one collector might be into like story. First, but what, yeah, uh, yeah, like Lusar is into '78. Somebody's into '45s, you know, and LPs. You know what I mean? They have mm-hmm. different, they have different themes that they collect. I, I noticed in your book, like uh, this girl has a thing that she collects. There's a guy who de- had collected album covers that he defaced. For instance, yes. he had my Ramones yes. cover. <laughs> yes. You know, they have different head trips. That's what's interesting about your book. They each have a different head trip. You know what I'm saying? And, well, yeah, and that's, each... that's what's interesting about this world. You know, like yeah. you know, about collectors in general. You know, like they 
they, you know, most collectors are, are like that. They start like, you know, getting, they start obsessing about certain things, and that's what's so fascinating about it. <laughs> yeah, how did you get you know, some of these collectors, by the way? How did you connect with some yeah. of these people? Uh, well, at first, you know, I was uh, I I used one one connection, you know, like I like one seed that I planted before I even arrived in New York, and it was uh, a DJ um, uh, here in New York. His name is Cosmo Baker, and uh, he's still around. He's a young guy, and he's an amazing funk and funk and hip hop uh, DJ. And uh, actually, I met him on a previous trip to New York as a tourist, you know, and he kept in touch. And, and then he actually was kind of like a, he, pay, he drew my, the, drew my, drew my attention to um, this other guy here in, in New York, the German guy who collects African records. Wow. And eventually, you know, I read a story about, his name is Frank, by the way, and uh, I read a story about Frank in the Village Voice about how he goes to Ghana and Algeria and West West Africa in general, and 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 collect records, and that kind of like really blew my mind. And then I met with him here in the East Village in New York, and this is how it all started. So he basically connected me to a few key figures here in the in the vinyl scene. And, you know, one person led to the other and, you know, posting those features on, on, on my blog, on Justin Cruz, and then on, and then on Facebook basically started the, to bring together, like bringing together the, the, the community, the vinyl community. I mean, the, the community was there, but it was not, it, 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 they didn't really have a place to kind of like meet up. And I think this is something that I that Dustin Woods established here is like a place where you know you go and you like you know you go and meet up other collectors, but actually through my lens and through my interviews. And yeah. and, and you know one story one one collector brought you know recommended their, their friends you know and then from one friend I went to another, and then right. I started like reaching out to other people, but then people started reaching out to me. Right. They heard about and, you probably through the other yeah. people, so that's really important, right. you know? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to say the photography is amazing, Elon. I mean, it's Yeah, really just, nice photographs. Um, beautiful Thank colors. You. And what I want to say about the website is, if you go there, guys, there's a home, there's an about page, a news page, a features um, section, mixes, videos, events. You can even shop on there. You can buy the book. And mm-hmm. um, I have a really quick question, Spence, before you get into something else. On the pictures, oh, on the one that says Colleen Murphy, Classic Album Sundays, Words and Photos by You. Is that um, a section in the book, or do you actually do um, a show? Do you ever do any kind of music shows or anything like that with any of the albums from anybody's collections? Well, uh it's actually it's actually a really a really cool question that you um, so let's just go back a little bit to, co- to what you, me- you you mentioned Colleen and Colleen yeah she's doing these, these events the uh, classic album Sundays where uh, I think it's once a month uh, mm-hmm. around the world it's basically in, in London here in New York I think there's wow. one in Tokyo perhaps uh, and uh-huh. 
It's uh, kind of like an audiophile club, but it's open to everyone. And oh, wow. they choose, they choose cool. one classic album. Um, they get like a really clean um, a, a, a press of it. And, uh, you know, sometimes um, like an audiophile uh, pressing of, of that album. It could be, nice. you know, like, it's usually like classic albums like uh, Stevie Wonders, for example, Inner Visions, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really nice kind of like a nerd club like a cool nerd club. So you go there, it's usually on Saturday afternoon, you go have a drink, you sit down, or you lay down on, on, on some on, uh, mattresses or pillows. Yeah, relax. And, and, there's, yeah, a, and there's a, and there's someone, you know, talks about the, uh, the album, about, behind, you know, behind the scenes and how, oh, wow. how it came, it came nice. out. And then what happens really cool. when we drop in, they just drop a needle and uh-huh. every, everybody shuts down, everybody shuts shut up, you know, nobody talks. <laughs> and they shut down their their their, their machines, you know, like their, their devices, and then uh, all yeah, yeah. just, like, just listen to to the record. That's great. So they tune in. Great. Yeah. So they on, tune on really into the whole end, thing. Yeah, on a really high end um, um, system as well. That's not the major part of this club, you know. Nice. Like they listen it in a very pure way. So yeah, I want to ask you a does. question. Um, how did how did you get the uh, the financing for the book? This is a gorgeous book. It's, it's a good question, but I feel like I owe another another answer about you know the uh, the events, right? Um, Holly, I was yeah, just I about hear, to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So. Um, Colleen does these events, but I mean, I collaborated with her, and then I did. Uh, you know, when when I launched the book, I actually invited. You know the people, the, the collectors from the book to come to the uh, to the launch party, and nice. every, everybody DJed. So for example, oh, wow. in Brooklyn, in, in the Brooklyn yeah, yeah, in the Brooklyn party that we did, and that, that it was a record store day, 2014 in April. Uh, we had, uh, let me see, I think it was like 17 people. 17, 17 DJs. DJs Oh, wow. thinking, you know, so everyone came. Everyone came with three records, and mm-hmm. they played on average like something between ten to uh, twelve minutes. And wow. it was great. Oh, wow. It was a great event because everybody kind of you know like met each other. You know, people who never met in real life, they all, all of a sudden they meet, meet each other. They nerd out about about music and about records, and it was such a fun and diverse you know party. And uh, wow. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like something that I would really love to continue, and I'm actually I'm working on something um, similar to this. Um, that would be cool, Elon, to do like a little like collectors like thing where you do like a little. Um, you you have all these DJs in different cities, and everybody comes together and they feature different albums, and then you get to talk about it, and you do mm-hmm. all these different events in all these different cities, turn people on to vinyl, and then they can know more about. You know, like I said, it can become almost like a cult type thing. You know, like people re- collecting records. As Spencer and I've talked about, vinyl's really coming back, and you've yep. really like made it so that it's really fun because your site is colorful, it's informative. Um, you feature people, real people. It's not like mm-hmm. just cold pictures of albums. There's people in the pictures, and you actually get to really see what's really going on, you know, which Fair I think is really cool. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
because it is about I mean, people. It is. It's about being personal, too. And people see it as a personal thing, personal site or whatever. And the book, to me, is very personal. That's why I love the book. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that type of book, uh, you know, it's all plus, right? You know, it's all positive. You know, there is an event tab also on Dustin Grooves you can go to and see the events there where um, there's going to be, you had some tours um, on different types of music, like Brazilian, soul, disco, jazz, um, while you were yeah, touring. Were, yes, yeah, that, that was awesome. uh, like a vinyl re- residency that we did in, um, in January here in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. So I, I invited, um, you know, um, a select group of collectors, and each one would be, would have their own night, you know, and, Playing only vinyl and with with you know kind kind of like you know curating uh, theme based uh, nights. Yeah, like yeah, what Spence was saying about head trips with people. Yeah, like what they were yeah, into. Exactly. I'm seeing there's yeah. also some SoundCloud um, clips here, which is very very cool, Elon, because this gives people a chance to really hear what you're what you're photographing and and actually. Mm-hmm visually feel the music along with, um, you know, hearing it. I think that's the important part because, you know, visually speaking, where you're painting a picture about the whole music where you have somebody talking about the album and then the music starts, the story behind the music is what's really important, I think, and a lot of people really miss that, you know? So your pictures tell a story, Mm -hmm. you know? It's a good point, Holly. Very good point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I mean, I'm looking, and, and it's just like the colors pop out, and um, you know, on the website, and I mean, and in the book, the colors pop out, and then the and then the SoundCloud clips. I mean, it's like you could talk about music, but to actually hear it and feel it and see it is something yeah, entirely is different. Yeah, it's really important for me to um, say this, you know. Like, so, for example. On the website, you get like the mm-hmm. full interviews, the full features with, yeah. with the collectors. Some, you know, I and see that. some, yeah. And I try, I really try to have uh, a full mix, you know, like a mixtape from each collector yeah. that you know corresponds with the records that I photograph. So oh, that's exactly good. what you yeah. say, yeah. And and this is something that I really, you know, not all the time you can get it. You know, sometimes some people are really you know busy and. You don't have time to, you know, record a uh, personal mix for you. But I guess in 80% of the time, this is what happens, and it's really interesting to hear. You know, it's it really, yeah, it really ties up the, um, you know, the whole experience. Yeah, it is. And you know how Spencer is talking about, and we can get into that now, again. Now, you've got some amazing sponsors that actually, I'm I'm looking at the sponsors, Doers, BB Kings, um, for your raffle sponsors. Yeah, I mean, heavy. these are amazing yeah. sponsors. So what what originally the question Spencer said about how you funded this album, or your book, and your project was through Kickstarter, right? I mean, that's how you started it in 2012, right? Yeah, so, yeah, correct. So, I mean, I started, work, I started the website on 2008, uh-huh. It started as a blog and then became a website, you know, with more content in it. Uh, but mm-hmm. then in 2012, I decided that this is going to be a book, you know, like, you know, this is where, you know, I I felt like, okay, I have enough material or maybe close mm-hmm. to enough material. And 
I wanted to make a book out of it. And then I, I back then I knew nothing about books. I knew nothing about the publishing world. Um, and it took me, yeah, close to like maybe six months to uh, plan the Kickstarter campaign, plan the, uh, the strategy, uh, come up with some, you know, ideas. And, um, and it was an amazing experience, not just for, you know, raising the money, but also the uh, interacting with, you know, interacting with, with, with the community. Meeting was, the people and learning, yeah, yeah the culture. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was overwhelmed with the success of the Kickstarter. I was, I was not ready for it. And it really blew my mind. And, you know, uh, we were asking for, and when I say we, is because, you know, back, you know, at that point, I started, like, you know, like, I, I gathered uh, a few close friends through these these profiles that I made, you know, and uh, one of them is Jameson Harvey, DJ Prestige. He's, uh, he's from New Jersey, and he yeah. he started working with me, and he became kind of like, you know, like the, uh, the project manager of Dustin Blues. He, he, he helped me do all the social media, for example. So it's like, mm-hmm. and then I continued working with people who have met through this project, you know, like record collectors who have, who are writers or record collectors who are designers. For example, the, the people who designed the book, it's, it's a designing studio from Brazil, and they are, they are record collectors. And they, oh, that's they, amazing. Yeah, that's great. they approached me and they that's said, great. hey, you know, we would love to work with you because you're doing something great, and we would love to be part <laughs> of it. And that's great. And that was a, that, that was a theme, you know, that was all of, throughout the entire life of Dustin Blues, you know, just people gathering and people, you know, wanting to uh, be part of it. And it's all because mm-hmm. of, because of the love. Because of they had the passion. Music. Yeah. Yeah. The passion for music first and the passion for vinyl, you know. Right. Eventually. And the culture, culture that goes along with it. Yeah. That's important. <sighs> Totally important. Yeah. Elon, you've got to have a VIP vinyl card. Yeah, he does. He need, you yeah, know, so what, there are a lot what, of vinyl clubs starting. A and VIP vinyl club so that people like me or, yeah. you know who you should send your book to as a suggestion? I sent my 45 book, Elon, to Jack White, you know, third man, and you know he's a vinyl mm-hmm. freak. So I send him my book, and a week later, I get a box in the mail. And guess what? It's a box what? of 45s with a note on it that says, Thanks, Spence, Jack. <laughs> no way. And i got to oh, tell wow. you, you should send your book to him. He is a big vinyl freak. He would love your yeah. book. I know. I mean, actually, I met him in, in, in Thurman Records. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get any box of uh, 45s from him. Though. He didn't get a box of records. <laughs> well, I guess, here. Spencer, you must have... He must. He must have really. He said, "Thanks, Spence." You know, well, I you know what? One, I'll tell you why. Awesome. You know why? Because in my book, I have third. I have uh, white stripe sleeves, Elon. That's the trick. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's why I got the box. I think. <laughs> you know, I want to ask Elon something really quick. Well, he was. Well, you're. Well, you were creating this book, um, and this project, and now since it's on its second printing and stuff like that. Were there any any times that you had some um, unusual experiences, like that you want to share with our listeners, like when you maybe found an obscure collection or something surprising that happened along the way that you want to share with our listeners so they can understand what it's like to go around and find vinyl and photograph mm-hmm. people? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, there were always, you know, like, you know, uh, not always, but, I mean, there were, like, you know, moments that you just, like, don't really believe, you can't really believe that it's happening or You had to be there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's just like, uh, you know, um, for example, when uh, when I was in Africa, uh, I went there with Frank Frank Goffner. He's um, so. By the way, so let, let me just, you know, he has a uh, he has a blog where he used to, um, you know, document his trips and post, uh-huh. you know, like post records. Like a yeah, but but it's also like it has amazing music over there. And uh, it's called voodoofunk.com. Oh, how so, cool. Okay. Yeah, voodoofunk.com. Yep. Okay. Hold and on, he, has, he, has, like, compila- he has compilations over there. Uh, how cool. He, he, also, he also put up, he, he reissued a lot of records, you know, stuff that he found there in Africa. Really? Brought it back, brought it wow. back to the U.S. Wow. And, and um, together with um, Academy Records, they reissued records, you know, thanks to him because he found the source, the sources for, for these records. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, going back to um, traveling with him to Ghana. So it took me a while. I mean, he was the first guy who actually introduced me here to the um, to the scene in New York, but he was also very protective. You know, he wouldn't let me into his house that easy. And it took me like maybe two years to finally locked down an interview with him in his house, you know, and that's where, you know, he actually understood that I'm in business, you know, I'm doing it, I'm doing it seriously, um, and uh, he, and then he trusted me, you know, to go into his house and and show his records in the best way. So that was our first interaction. Um, but then when I was, I think it was like maybe a year and a half later, I asked him, hey, are you going back to Ghana? or in Nigeria anytime soon, so I can, and maybe I can come and shadow you. And uh, he said, yeah, well, you know, this is actually, it's going to be my last trip. I'm not going to go anymore. That's it. And uh, I joined him in um, December 2011. And uh, I just, you know, went with him to Ghana for 11 days, uh, searching for records. And, you know, the story is actually, the, the full story is in the book. So people, you know, can go and just like, you know, get all the secrets of how to get records in Africa. Uh, but one thing that, you know, that really kind of was like a magic moment over there is, uh, you know, one of the ma- the main methods of, you know, looking for records. I mean, there are no record stores in Ghana, really. And you need to reach out to people uh, to the masses, so you do it by it's radio. Like underground, you know, huh? Yeah, you go you go to radio stations, yeah. and they and they uh, they um, you know, and you buy like a slot, and then they say, hey, if you have records, you know that black thing with a cover, and it looks and it's not scratched as hell. Wow. Please come to Untouched. please come to this ad- yeah right. please come to this address you know to to this wow. hotel. Bring the records with you, and we might be able to pay you for this. This is, this is kind of like the public announcement. And then we would go out and fly flyers in the street. And uh, so we were basically sitting down. I mean, it's like a really little small town, small, yeah, well, it's a yeah, small town, large village, I guess, in, uh, in Ghana, and waiting for people to arrive. And, you know, sometimes you can just sit down for days 
and with nothing. And that's actually what was happening. You know, people were coming coming over, but nothing really in uh, in good state. Uh, no record right. in good state. But uh, but there was this guy, this old guy, who was sitting there every day, sitting sitting and drinking beer, drinking Guinness beer, <laughs> which was really pretty pretty unusual. He was he was sitting next to us, and kind of like you know, and and he after two days, he kind of like re- he realized what's going on. He realized that people are coming. To uh, sell their records and maybe make some make a few bucks out of it, and then uh, he tells us, you know, like in um, kind of like a broken English, he says, "Hey, you're looking for records? You should come with me to my house. I have, I have plenty of records." <laughs> oh and my then gosh! We followed, yeah, <laughs> and then we followed him into you know with a little small street, you know, uh, 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 to his house, and he lived by himself, and he looked like he was doing pretty good back in the days. Back in the days, I mean, he has his own house. He has probably four ten tables, and none of them work anymore. And then he started putting out those records, you know. And uh, it was mostly high life records and uh, stuff that Frank was not really looking for. Like well, he wasn't really looking for high life; he was more looking for uh, funk records, African funk. But uh, but then we realized, you know, like we we, we saw his reaction when we. When we Play the records, and we play the records on uh, on a portable turntable that that wow. Frank brought. Me. And he was really, you know, we saw that this is something that his reaction was, you know, beyond wow. uh, just listening to records. And then we asked him what's going on, and he said, "Oh, well, you know, <laughs> this is the first time I listened to these records for thirty, since oh like my 30 God. years. That's and insane. So the, yeah, because That's my turntables, they're, they're, they're all you know, they they all oh, broke God. they broke down, you know, and, and I couldn't fix them. Oh. And that was that well, was a moment, you know, and, and that's, that's incredible. Well, you know, his site alone is amazing. I'm on it right now and um his tra- it is, it's like a travel journal. And mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I can see all the records, all the all the vinyl on here and he even has some Spence even has some uh you know, little um You've got some audio on here as well, and pictures. And oh wow! Some of these albums, albums really? on here, Spencer, I've never even seen before. Yeah, um, of course. I'm going to post surprising. the link to this website. Wow. Yeah, that's great. It's called VoodooFunk.blogspot.com, and um, he talks about his DJ gigs and um, different things that are going on. I mean, it looks like he covers a lot of reggae too, um, which is kind of cool. So. Uh, well, maybe yeah, maybe maybe in the recent infusion, years, yeah, yeah. But it's mostly if you if you scroll back, you know, to to the early posts, the early entries. These are all yeah. like travel logs from Africa. Yeah, I can see that. Really crazy stories, crazy mm-hmm. stories there. Uh, well, that's cool. Them. Thank you for sharing that moment with us. Um, I want to, we want to know what you're um currently going to be working on now and where you're going next. Okay, so um so now the second edition of the book came out uh in November and been going it's been very good, but there is also a third edition coming up. And this is the okay. thing that I That's yeah, <laughs> it and never the third ends. edition the yeah. third edition is basically being is coming out with a publisher with a with a big publisher from San Francisco. Oh wow! And, Someone picked it up. Yeah. Who's who, yeah, who, who's publishing it? 
10 speed press. Oh, wow. It's a, divi- it's a division of Random House, Penguin. Uh, yeah, and cool. they, uh, nice. yeah, they, they, one of their representatives picked up the book in a record, in a, in a bookstore and then, um, they called me up and, um, now they're releasing it themselves, you know, and the third edition is going to be in stores, uh, in September. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. So this is coming up. I'm also working on a very limited, um, deluxe box set. And uh, which will include this is something that you know it's in the works and I'm basically it's going to be a really cool box maybe kind of like a box made of vinyl. And That'd be cool. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Spencer. I, That's cool. I like product. that. I like special packaging, Elon. I like that. Yeah, I like the postcards. Beyond... My God. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing. So the postcards are going to be included in this deluxe box. Oh and, wow! But, but what's also <laughs> nice about it that that I'm I'm producing two. It's going to be including uh, included. Um, sorry, it's going to be including three vinyl records. Wow! You know, all going to be incorporated into the you know like incorporated into into the box itself, and it's in the works now. When so are they going to be, be like numbered and limited? Are they going to be limited yeah. and numbered and stuff? Yeah, yeah. limited, numbered. Yeah, that and... would make sense. Yeah, wow. that's great. So and it's going to be like a be... collection collector series. <laughs> It'll be collecting. Yeah. yeah. Collector's collection. A collector's collection. That's great. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out because, you know, it's just like something that keeps, you know, the work on it is so complicated and I want this to be perfect, so... Yeah, my, yeah, priori- yeah. my priority with this is to so that it comes out perfect or close to perfect. That's good. And, That's good. and um, so yeah, sometime by the by the end of this year, probably. Wow. Mm-hmm. That well, we want to have you back when that comes out, right? Yeah, friend? that's right. It would be, it <laughs> yeah. would be my pleasure. Yeah. But it, you know, it's so great that a publisher picked up your book. I think that's outrageous. I love that because if they picked up your book, Elon, you know, they love the quality of the book and the content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. The whole very congratulations. That's great. I'm really Thank happy. Thank you. We both. You know, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I'm I mean sure. the big. The, yeah. Sorry. Oh no no no! Don't be sorry. We you know I have to tell everyone real quick. If you'd like to call in, the number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. And if you missed the beginning of the show. It'll be on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe. And today we have Elon Paz um, and Spencer Dre, and we're talking about Dustin Grooves, Adventures in Record Collecting. And again, I just have to say that, and if you're in the chat room, if you have any questions, you can post them in there, and I will make sure um, to get those either to Spencer or to Elon or to myself. And again, we do take calls if you'd like to call in again, 347-677-1036. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure everybody knows because a lot of times people tune in late yeah. and they go, well, how can I listen at the beginning of the show? And I want to make sure Elon gets you know, um, his full time in here. And um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So carry on. No, what were no, you guys no, no. saying? Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, Elon, what was the story about the guy? There's, a, there's an interview with a guy who says, Beyond the Blues. You went to this record store down south or something? Yeah, that's another story that actually is exclu- exclusive to the book. You know, it, it's not um, it's not on the website. And 
It was part. It was actually the the end of a road trip that we took um, around the U.S. specifically to look out for records uh, for record collectors. It's funny that I'm confused. Um, so after after finishing the Kickstarter, we um, it's me, you know, myself and and another friend who worked with me on this project, Yulia, and we just went on a month. Uh, a little bit over a month, um, and we drove 11,000 miles across the U.S., wow. basically cir- circling the U.S., um, <clears throat> and we- and just photographed record collectors almost every day, sometimes two or three record collectors a day. And wow. that was kind of like the, the, you know, the, the last part, the, la- the, the part that I was missing for the book. And yeah. it was kind of like an intense road trip, uh, mm-hmm. meeting record collectors. And this is where I met, you know, um, um, uh, towards the end, we were driving from um, from New Orleans all the way up to, to Memphis. And then we met um, this uh, amazing, amazing old record dealer, and he has a record store, and it's just like it's basically a record store junk junk shop mm-hmm. in Holy Holy Springs, Holy mm-hmm. Springs, Mississippi. And if you ever get there, you know mm-hmm. it's such a such a treat to meet uh, meet him. His name is David Fox Caldwell, and he's in Holy Springs, Mississippi. And he's just like an he's, he's amazing an amazing character very sharp mind you know he's, he's an old he's an old guy but he's very sharp yeah. um he's a little bit heavy uh hearing you can, do you say it like that do you say that like um, he has uh, he doesn't hear very well oh yeah. he's hard so, of hearing okay he has hard a hearing, problem yeah, yeah. so well, he so speaks very loud it's also it, it, it's very very fun to be with him. He's very hospitable and uh oh, this one. um yeah, so you can go to his store, try to get in, you know, because it's all like full of records and stuff. And then you can just go and browse for records and try your luck with finding uh cool, you know, blues records. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool story. This is funny. I, you know that you know what I was thinking? This should be a video. You should yeah. do a film on this. You know what I'm saying, Elon? Because your travels alone is a story. I mean, I could tell you've got stories within the story. This would would have been a great a travel, right, Holly? Like a travel film. Yeah, totally. Making the book. Totally hear that. Yeah, like a vlog or something. Yeah. 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 This is something that I was, you know, like considering when I before I went on the road trip, like you know, to bring in uh, a video team, but then. Then I decided to not do it just because I wanted to keep the integrity of my work yeah, totally. and and and, st- and keep it very intimate. And I'm happy okay. that, that I'm I'm happy that I did it. But now, actually, after the work is done and but the stories are there, it's definitely a legitimate uh, thing to do. It's like you know to revisit or go and on another yeah, adventure and yeah. do it, you know, on a, on a different medium. Right, exactly. Did, yeah. did you take the photos on the trip to Ghana? Because I'm looking at the time when you went Ghana, January 2011. This was one crazy trip, and then it talks yep. about your trip with him, <laughs> photographer and author of the Great Dustin Greaves blog, to meet in 
is it is it pronounced Hohe? Hohe? Where you guys went? It's I'm uh, reading the blog on your friend's voodoo funk. Yeah, it talks about your trip. This is great. I mean, there's some really oh. amazing photography here from your trip, and um, this is so cool. I can see. I think this is the one picture you were talking about where you guys went and found a bunch of albums. I'm looking um, here where it says uh, you guys got no leads from a guy and a radio DJ, and you guys went to this guy's house, and there's a picture of the house with all the albums. That's amazing. So, see, that's yeah, kind I mean, of what you were talking about, Spence. Yeah, yeah, Holly, thanks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. How cool. That's <laughs> He's got, fun. It's a story. It's a story. His life is a story. His life is a story. Yeah. So, you know. So, so, some of the stories yeah. are still available on the website, so, you know, people can just go and, oh, that's great. Yeah, you sure. know, read all about it over there. It's free, you know, everything is free in the, on the website, you know, so it's all out there. Yeah, yeah. The news column's really cool on your site because you've got a lot of stuff in there where you're in the news and mm-hmm. different things that are happening. Um, you know, the different periodicals and and things like that that are going on. That's really cool. And you know, I want to ask you because um, I know I've talked to Spencer about this. What do you feel about the New York scene? How do you how do you feel about being in New York? Do you, do you like the energy there? Um, it's a love and hate relationship. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I, I find it pretty, like, a little bit hard. But, uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still here, so, you know. Do you ever get uh, to, do you ever go home? Do you ever go home at all? To Israel? Yeah, yeah I go every year. Oh, amazing. Least, I love it. Least, I love least. Israel. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, it's a, Magical Beautiful place country. with lots of lots of problems as well. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We yeah. don't even want to go there on that. No, that's a that's a different. No, problem. no, no. But you know, I mean, um, you know, the only thing I'm going to say is it's really sad. You know, a lot of the culture as we know it is disappearing before our eyes, and that's the thing that's really hurting. I think a lot of people that aren't going to be able to see things that are not going to be there for very much longer. But you know, with you being able to bring all this beautiful stuff to us and painting pictures and 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 bringing music and 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 letting people be able to see things that the normal person wouldn't be able to see like you know you'd, you'd, they'd have to take that trip to Ghana or or wherever to see the things that you've been able to photograph and stuff um how did you get into photography? Let's ask. I want to know about that. That's a good question. Um, you know, I picked up my my dad's camera when I was uh, let's see, sixteen. I love these stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I used <laughs> I used it to take photos of beautiful girls in my in my, in my school, so I can hit on them. You know. <laughs> I bet you and, did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was. That was the. It was my perf- the perfect companion. You know. Yeah. Let me take your yeah. picture, sweetheart. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful, you know, you have such a pretty face. <laughs> yeah. That's the story of the photographer. There you've got oh it. Oh, my That's God. The story of the photographer. What yeah. got you into, what, what, I mean, you came here and you really wanted to do something and you found your passion was really with photographing collections and then one thing led to another and now look where you're at. Um and I know that you took a break from a photo shoot today, and I know that we're running out of time. Um, 
What are you photo- What are you photographing today? Um, well, I'm a. Originally, I was doing you know, like my first thing that I've ever dealt with was portraits, basically. So yeah, like my, you know, from shooting, from photographing beautiful girls, I went on to photograph people in general, and that would became my nice. expertise. But then, you know, from portraits, I started doing like more like travel and documentary stuff. Nice. And then, and then I also do food photography. So yeah. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, That's a crap, Holly. Right Holly on that said nail. The secret word. Holly's going to jump up in the air right now. This is it. Right. Oh, it's, food, not a, it's not a bad job. It's not a bad job. I'm a food. I I I, working on FB, and um, I uh, love we Spencer and I always share um, <laughs> recipes. I love to cook, and um, I was Holly's really lucky cook. to be able to learn how to cook a lot of Moroccan food and a lot of Mediterranean food, and. Um, we okay. share a lot of, yeah, and um, I spent a lot of time over in Morocco and Spain and throughout Europe, and it was just like, and Israel as well. So, you know, for me, it was like learning how to cook, and then so for you, it's taking photographs of food. I want to ask you, isn't it all about, because I know when I photograph food, it's all about the color, the textures, um and capturing yep. almost like the moment of it, right? Yeah, I mean when you know when when you say food photographer is like it's it's basically you know, there's a lot of things around it, you know, like how you prepare the food, where the food comes yeah. from, who prepares it. Preparation. You know, so yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, so it's it's kinda of like a mix of, you know, portrait and action photography and then, you know, yeah. like beauty photography and still life. Yeah, it's nice, it's fun. I really enjoy it. And the colors are really fun. So there you go, Spencer. Look, the magic word food came in, right? You knew the word food had to come up. Food had to come up. Spencer knows I love cupcakes. Um, Hey, Elon, she's a great cook. Holly is, an i got to tell you, an amazing cook, by the way. An amazing cook. Yes, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. So we like yep. food photography. We love it. We love food photography. That's great. So are you going to do, are, are you in any cookbooks or anything, Alon? Uh, yeah, well, there's a cookbook that I, uh, there's like a food book. It's not really a cookbook, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a book. It's called The Book of New Israeli Cuisine. Oh, wow. Nice. And it can, it's, a, it's a book in English about the food of Israel. And it's not awesome. necessarily, oh, it's not that would necessarily be Jewish food. It's food mm-hmm. that comes from Israel. It could be, a, and it's basically just like a, you know, maps the uh, entire food scene in Israel. It could be traditional mm-hmm. Arabic food to Eastern Eastern European Jewish food to North African food. And wow. How it, yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool book and. Uh, I had the uh, I had a chance to photograph most of it. Oh, that's insane! That's I would cool. love to get. I, what's the book called again? It's, it's called the, the Book of New Israeli Cuisine. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to by, look at that book. Zana, we'll, have to we'll have to get him on the air, Ollie. We'll have to get the author on the air. We are going to have to look at that book and see what kind of recipes uh, Holly, in there I can find. You, you'll have oh some recipes over there, yeah. <laughs> I think I have, I, I have a collection, Ilan, of cookbooks from every 
type of culture in different languages, all, I mean, even down to, I have Mormon cookbooks, I have Chinese cookbooks, I have Dutch, um, Pennsylvania Dutch cookbooks, I have books from Italy, I mean, uh, just amazing, unbelievable. And some of these books are really old, and I mean, Spencer, I need to talk to you about that, because some of them are just like really, really, really old, where they've really? got really wow. like, um, you know, Falling old apart, ads in there from Sears and Red. No, they're not. They're not because oh, I preserve them really well. Uh, but um, it's really amazing. So you know, collecting books is is oh, another thing. Great. You know, I yeah. mean, so it's another it's another show, I guess. Right? It is. It is. <laughs> right. So right. long. We know hey, you're uh, running Spencer. out. Of, we know you're running yeah. out of time. Um, do you um, have a little more time? Because I know Spencer has some probably a few more questions for you too. No, I'm okay. Um, I'm okay. I'm a, yeah, I'm actually. I'm gonna. I have to go run and continue my job. So I, it was kind of like a nice break now, but uh, yeah, I wow. gotta go. Unfortunately, you have yeah, a good time and a good shoot. Whatever you're doing, and uh, by the way, uh, we're trying to get a vinyl film together. And I want everybody to know we plan to have Elon be interviewed in the movie if he accepts. Yeah, be cool. Oh, great. Sure, of course. We'd be he okay. would be awesome. Yeah, be yeah. A pleasure. So I'll be yeah. in touch with you, Elon, okay? I'll be in touch. Thank you very much. Elon, I want to thank you. Elon, I want to thank you so much for being here today and um I hope to ha- we hope we hope to have you back on the show with your um second printing and also your limited edition of your collective series and uh we would we would be honored to have you back again. So yeah, um, yeah, it was really with fun. That, thank you very much. Good. good yeah. Thank you. Definitely carry on, and um, happy first day of spring to everyone listening. And um, Sp- Spencer and I are going to go into, I think, some pop culture news. So pop with culture you, news. Yeah, so with you, we would like to say thank you so much, and we'll be ending the show with a really cool song, another second song you chose, which is Humpty Dumpty. Hey, we didn't miss a siren. We're in New York live, see? Every time I do a show in line from New York, there's always a siren in the background it's a somewhere. Siren, and I have to, I have to fill you up. It's the first day of spring, perhaps. It's snowing now. It's snowing here, Holly. What? Yeah. No, it's yeah, not. It's crazy. Yes, it is. Are you kidding me? Nope. I got no. snow outside my window. And I bet Elon's got snow outside wherever yeah, he is. It's uh, yeah, in Brooklyn, snowing. It's been snowing all day. Are you kidding me? It's and you know what? On the first day of spring. Right, and it's, it's going to be 51 degrees tomorrow on top of this. 51 tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's nice. You know what you're getting? You're getting a little fairy dust there, you know? That's what you're getting. <laughs> a little bit of dust from the fairies. Anyway, listen a lot. Have good luck in uh, on your photo shoot, and I want to thank you again yep. for taking time out of your day. And Thanks. again, this was Elon, it was we were with Elon Paz on Dust and Grooves. You can go to the website. It's DustinGrooves.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter there. They're on Facebook. and the book um, as well, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have a beautiful day. All right, day. thank you and, very um, much. Yeah. Hey, I'll yeah, see you, Elon. We'll, yeah, and we'll end yeah. our show with Humpty Dumpty. For, so for everyone listening, we're ending it with another really cool song that Elon uh, chose. What's really cool about our shows is we let our guests choose what we want to open and close with. So have a beautiful day, and we'll talk to you in a little bit. And Spence and I are going to stay on the air for, for a little bit longer. Yo. Thank you very much. Yo, All right. All right. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, Spencer. Yeah.
pop culture news. Let's go into a little break here real quick. And okay. um that was so fun. He's such a That's great a, guy. <laughs> what an amazing man. I mean amazing. He, I, I don't even know I didn't know half the story. I knew a part of it, but I didn't know the whole thing. It's incredible, Holly. What I really like about him is his passion. His oh, yeah. passion for right. what he's doing and, and oh, the yeah. tenacity he had about coming here and then also making and, and, and making something happen with his life, you know, and, and not just yeah. coming here and him going after what his dream was, you know. So with yep. that, let's take um, a really quick pulp culture news break, and we'll be right back. Again, this is the Indie Cafe special edition on the Red Velvet Media Network, and we'll be right back with pulp culture news. Who wants yesterday's papers? Who wants yesterday's guns? Who wants yesterday's papers? Nobody in the world. After this time, I finally learned. After the pain and hurt. After all this, what have I achieved? I realized. on the Red Velvet Media Network, and we're going to announce some other shows that we're going to be having coming mm-hmm. on, besides just with the Indie Cafe, some Red Velvet Media shows as well. Right. And um, let's talk some pop culture news real quick right now. Okay, um, I, I know that you've to, been going uh, to some York, events. 
Yeah. I, went to, I went to the Bjork at MoMA Media Preview uh, the other day. It's incredible, mm-hmm. you know, Bjork with her incredible yeah. dress wear, fashion, and they had, they had a really cool show. It's kind of like um, it's going on for two months, by the way. It'll be on, there's a video of one of her songs, and then you go into this room where you see writings of hers and these little models you love this hollywood fashion all kinds of bizarre fashion oh nice you know she was really into that and if you mm-hmm. know bjork through the years her album you know she always conveyed that on her albums uh front covers and things like that and her whole healthy yeah. right so um and then i saw sean lennon at baby's all right club in brooklyn with his girlfriend Charlotte playing, and I got to tell you, it's the first time I saw them play. He's an amazing guitarist, absolutely amazing guitarist. Uh-huh. Um, had this beautiful guitar. I met him. I met him and Charlotte, which was very nice. I hadn't met them before. It's the first time I met him, by the way. First time in person I met him. Uh, he's a really nice person. Um, and uh, is there one of the musicians that was opening up for him? Uh, said that he announced to the crowd, it was a full house, and he announced to the crowd that he had emailed Sean, it was a full house, and he's sorry, I'm sorry I can't, you know, he can't make it because it's a full house, he can't get in. So Sean says, emails him back and says, how would you like to open up for us? (laughs) Wow. the type of person he is, right? I mean, you can tell Mm -hmm. he's an amazing personality. I mean, just a wonderful person, you know, he really is that way. Um Joseph Arthur had an opening. Our, our Joseph Arthur had an opening at uh, Amy Lai Amazing. Gallery. I yeah, saw Joseph, some of it. Yeah. Yeah, and he is an amazing his work. He sold six to yep. seven pieces, by the way, which is quite That's amazing. That's great. Yay, Joe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yay, Joe, man. And then uh, the gallery owner, Amy Lai, she has this little uh, gallery in Chinatown, right? So you go mm-hmm. in there, and you know what it is, Holly? It's a button shop that her father owns. What? Yeah, a button shop. Like that she deal they deal with selling buttons, but in it they put like a little gallery. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And they had so you know who showed up like a Knight Landsman who's the head of Art Forum magazine, huge. Mm-hmm. Showed up mm-hmm. with a lot of personalities and Danny Clint showed up, the famous photographer Danny Clint showed up. It was quite an amazing opening by the way and um Joseph's on tour as we as we are talking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a pop gallery opening on uh, below Houston Street. Pop gallery had a benefit. They were a really cool gallery. They had uh, before that we reviewed a Bob Gruen show, you know, and Ron Wood was the, had a Ron Wood show there uh, before at that gallery. There were very cool galleries to see in New York, by the way, called Pop P O P Gallery, four seventy three West Broadway. And then I went to the Salon Art Society, who we'll have on our show, by the way. They had an, they had an event at Phillips, that very high-end auction gallery on Park Avenue. And uh, their whole thing is really interesting. They're, they are like the society of putting galleries together and networking art galleries. And so they're connected with, like, Art Basel in Miami, right, and a whole bunch of other things. They're very interesting Society, and I think Judith and I may be getting involved with them in that way. You know. Oh wow! Oh, those ripping. are the salon that, shows you were telling me. Yeah, about, right? that's the, we're going to be on our show. Yeah, yeah. No, they're really cool people. And what I picked up, they're very quality, you know. And they've got they're hooked up to very high. Like they had a listen to this. They had a W Magazine dinner with David Byrne. That's what they get into. Oh wow! Right. 
So uh, they'll be very excited to get on the show. I went to an Italian food and wine institute uh, at Hotel Pierre. You should have been there. The food was unreal. Twelve. That's top, right. You were telling me you were going to go to that. Yeah, and and you know what? Twelve top Italian restaurants: Le Cirque. You know, uh, the names high end. The buffet was mm-hmm. unreal. Judith and I didn't even drink any wine. <laughs> wow. Who is eating, Holly? The dessert was unreal. The dessert you know, alone. Were- they do that. They do that yeah. here in um in in California. They do oh, yeah. um like festivals in L.A. and uh-huh. they and they usually close down one of the streets and it's an outdoor festival. Like they'll have the Italian oh, wow. food festival, cool. or they'll yeah. have a Cajun um, food festival, and you just go up and down the street, and there's food like that. It's just like unbelievable. You can taste food from all yeah. different kinds of parts of the world. So carry on. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no, so no, 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 no. That's very Italian cool. Italian festival. I, I like, very cool. Like, yeah, I know. It's like, uh, and then um, I want to make an announcement that Paradise Garden, Lee Stewart, who will be on our show, we have her booked, of course. Yep. Her film just got, it was, it got first prize at the Orlando Film Festival, but just last week it got second prize at the Durango Film Festival. Awesome. Uh, and it's in Savannah Film Festival. So the, the movie is picking up speed, you know what I mean, in a sort of way with mm-hmm. awards. Um and I wanted to mention, oh, this is another thing. We, we should have these people on. They, these people have a site called Photo Visora, spelled F-O-T-O-V-I-S-U-R-A. Uh-huh. And they have a website. You check it out, photovisora.com. And the thing that they got is that they network artists, photographers, designers, all, artists, um, all kinds of creative people on a site. And it's great for networking, for people to get in touch with people or maybe hire people. But, oh, yeah, um, so you could, like, network and, like, find out where, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking maybe I'll get these people on our show, you know, because they have a, mm-hmm. a very, they have, and they're expanding. I could tell they're really expanding, too, and they, they're two really nice people, and, um, and then I guess, you know, we're going to talk about it. I mean, we got book, ladies and gentlemen. we got the famous Bob Gruen, who's been on three times, mm-hmm. April 10th, and discussing his Yoko, uh, See Here Yoko book. The new book. Yoko and, book, yeah. yeah. And then was we given got, to her as a birthday gift. Yeah, that's kind of yep. cool. And I, you know that why the timing is good? Because Yoko is going to have a big event at MoMA in May. So we're going to have Bob mm-hmm. on the month before that big event, which ties in naturally. So that'll be really cool. And um, Holly, what about your shows? What do you got? Oh, well, um, you know, I wanted to say it's not up yet, but this Sunday is World Water Day. And for a lot of you that don't know that, it's um, actually really important that you do educate yourself on, you know, water and the shortage of water and how lucky you are that you're having snow that's going to create more water for the for the environment yeah. and stuff. So yeah. environmentally speaking, um, this Sunday is World Water Day. And... I'm going to be um, um, broadcasting, uh, I think, a couple people that are going to be live at a couple different different events. It just kind of came up today because usually I get involved in more Water Day, but I wasn't really sure what I was doing this year, but there was a lot of things going on. So this Sunday I'm going to do a special show um, on World Water Day, but um, next week on the 27th, 
I will be doing an amazing book. Uh, well, I'll be having a guest on with an amazing new book she wrote, S.R. Lore. She's out of um, the U.K., and the book is called The Playground of Life. And And what's really, really cool and dynamic about this whole book is um, it's all about um, the spirit, what she calls it the war between the ego and the divine self. So the book is really cool. It's a poetry book, and um, it's like on Amazon and pretty much everywhere, and it's doing very well. So she'll be coming on on the 27th. Then after that, we have some other special guests, but we're going to have Bob Gruen on on the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Mark Massey on, on the 17th. And then we're going to have Lee Stewart on on the 22nd. And um, I know there's some other shows in between there. So I wanted to make sure everybody knows that we are going to be really slamming it here with some pop culture type shows and some really cool shows bringing you new news that's happening around the world. But um, regarding World Water Day, um, I'll be posting that a little bit later today and I'll be having a special guest on that's going to be talking about a project he's working on that is um, near and dear to his heart. And there are some really great high-profile celebrity people involved in it as well with him. So tune in Sunday at 2, and we'll be live, and I believe I'll be live also from the Walking for Water and the Samburu Project, which we'll be we'll be talking about. So a lot of people that know me, they know that I'm really interested and really involved in a lot of things that are happening around the world, like yourself, Spence. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we That's don't great. have snow here, but... Um, uh. Uh, the eclipse. And tomorrow, I talk about Holly, the you know, eclipse. It's tomorrow is 51 degrees here. 51 degrees That's here crazy. tomorrow. That's crazy. Well, I want to say today, first day of spring, you're having snow. Hey, happy birthday, spring. Happy birthday, Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, yesterday, um, well, leading up to the eclipse, I mean, did you, like, totally feel that weird energy or what? I know. It's been talked about all over Twitter, I think. It's like worldwide. There's this strange thing going on. <laughs> well, right? There's a besides Twitter just thing the eclipse. No, besides just the eclipse. I mean, yeah, there yeah. was just like a really intense energy with a lot of people. And I know that um, our friend Zoe Moon, um, she just did a show, and I think she did a show today too on it. So if you can check that out, if you want to know what's happening in the world and around and the stars and stuff like that, check out Zoe's stuff. She's going to be coming okay. back on pretty soon too. And I know um, Zoe's stuff is on Facebook, Zoe Moon Astrology. And so she's got a couple podcasts on there about what's happening and about, you know, the the solar eclipse, um, you know, allowing us for new horizons to open up by eclipsing something out. You know, I always said, You're, I'm eclipsing you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's great. I love like, that one. You I'm want to eclipse you. something out of your line. life, baby? You say <laughs> I'm eclipsing you. You're gone. <laughs> Goodbye. No, but um, <laughs> you can do a lot of stuff with that, you know. And yeah, um, it's true. And it was oh, a super spiritual experience for a lot of people around the world. Um, there were a lot of really magical moments. I think I've talked to a lot of people from different places around the world so far this morning. I talked to so many different people and 
I've heard so many different things from different people about what they experienced during the eclipse in the UK mm-hmm. and, and wow. um, different other That's areas cool. of the world. So, yeah, yep. it's, it's happening. But um, as far as pop culture goes, um, there's a lot we're of here, really we're cool... live. Yeah. All and all over the world. I want to pop, tell you... Pop culture news. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell you about this new guy. Um, I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find... Uh, um, a uh, the the email here. I wanted to tell you about this guy that yeah, yeah. um inter- that I that I ran. Well, actually, what happened was um I went to the city and I was in an appointment. And when I walked out and I saw some of the stuff that was going on, you know, in the lobby, there was this amazing like art art stuff, you know, in the in the front of the lobby there. And wow. Wow. the guy's name, hold on a second, I'm getting, Spencer Finch. Have you ever heard of Spencer Finch? No. He's out of New no. York. Okay. Unbelievable. Really? His wow. stuff, yeah, he's got a bunch of collections and he's in New York supposedly. He's a really cool artist and um, the stuff that he did when where I was was it was a star constellation on the ceiling, but the star constellations were actually made out of uh, like um, you know the ultra you know the neon tubes that go above you know the ones that are the neon lighting that go above that you put in the fluorescent lighting tubes you know fluorescent oh yeah yeah tubes? yeah neon light yeah well he had stars like the shape of stars made out of these tubes and the tubes oh, wow. all were different colors, and how it was explained in the rating that was on the wall is that each tube and each color represented, a, like, a different healing part, oh, and really? um, it was a constellation, and the constellation was, um, I want to pronounce this right, I hope I am, is o- Opacus, which is the Greek god of healing and medicine, and a series of three hanging sculptures oh, really? created from fluorescent lamps. Um, and is it about? Let me ask you a question. Is this about the color of the light? That uh, you know, I have a book on color healing. A very uh-huh. like expert. Uh, it's yeah, all about vibrational colors. stuff. Yeah. Healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that related to that in that way? Yeah. With the color. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So he's saying that is really cool. He's saying that, that really um, cool. that he's saying that uh, each one, the color variety, also is visible to the naked eye in the night sky. So, in other mm-hmm. words, basically. Yeah. Each star has like six different colors, and the and and he picked uh-huh. out different colors to mean different things for right. healing. Wow! Yeah. And um, so. wavelength light, which I think is what you're talking about. So it was just really, really cool. And so I I was reading about him, and then so I contacted his gallery in New York, and um, I'm hoping great. to have him on because that is he really has cool. that would yeah be really he has cool. some. He has some really cool art. I like where he's coming from, Holly. I really that's great. I love where he's coming well, from. He's in New York there. You need to go see some of this stuff. He's in like six different galleries in New York there. See, I'll, and, I'll check him out. Um, I have to go on the internet. Do you have an e- do you have an email for him or I will or? um I'll I'll personal to you um after Otherwise I could yeah. just try and check internet and see if I can search him out. No, but I I know I'll send it to you. I'm gonna I'll okay. I'll send it to you. Yeah, because his stuff is really amazing. But I'll um, check it out. Oh yeah, it sounds great. Wow. So I called him and I said, well, if he's got a name like Spencer, he's got to be a good guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, the, I want to have him on. Right. Uh, Joseph Arthur's with a, uh, with an artist named Spencer Tunick, you know, a photographer. Oh, wow. So, yeah, a lot of Spencer's going around. <laughs> oh, well, oh, wait. So getting back to Joe's thing, I wanted yeah. to say, when you were talking about, um, you know, Joe and Turing and stuff, the girl that I'm having on with the book um, on the Playground of Life, okay, she's going to be um, – doing some work and i think that the two of them because she's an artist too and oh, right. i okay. wanted to get her in touch with him because he's um some of his music goes along with some of the stuff that she's been writing about and really? when she heard one wow. of the songs that he wrote yeah it just yeah, like, kind of hit home with her yeah so. i mean you got it you got his email right if it's all consented mm-hmm. to you know if you, mm-hmm. okay if you don't i can give you his email you just hook him up maybe you know or yeah, no, totally. Hook him up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hook him up for sure. I think they're hooked up already, Holly. It's like the dating. This is Holly and Spencer's dating service. <laughs> <laughs> she's really pretty, too. I got to. Oh, my she's God. She's a really that's pretty, pretty girl. Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe is into this, you know, any good yeah. girls, you know, Joe. Well. Saying, and she has a beautiful heart, which is really important, too. Oh, that's I even think, better. You know, oh, my God. So. But um, I wanted to say to everyone today um, that I wanted to thank again Elon for being here today, and I wanted to thank you, Spencer, for bringing Elon to the show. Oh, thank you. And thank you, you know, um, I know vinyl is really important to you. Um, let's talk about your 545 book really quick, because um, I think it's really important that people know the reason why. Vinyl's really important to both of us is because Spencer has a really cool book, the 545 book, which features so many record sleeves that you would never see anywhere um, unless you really got the book, kind of like what Elon did. I mean, Elon's got so many album art covers yeah, in there like, that you would, no. you'd have to be there to see it. I'm but, telling you, I, ne- I never, you know, in his book, Holly, there are album covers I've never seen before, I right? Know. We both have never. Uh, isn't that amazing? It's like all this stuff. Colors that, are, yeah, I don't you know, know how he, he shoots good, and what he shoots. And yeah. you know what? You, you brought out good things in the show because what you're saying is, and I, I really reinforce this with you, he's a great color photographer. He really is. Mm-hmm. And he brings that, he really the does colors a lot pop with, out. Yeah. And, and he you know who's like that? That we. Story. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. With the colors. I agree with you, Yeah. So let's talk about your Jack White story really quick again. So, yeah, so (laughs) it's funny because we had Jack White in the book, uh, two white striped sleeves. Mm -hmm. I decided, you know, I said, I don't know, I told Judith I was going to send him a book. She said, oh, cool, you know. So I didn't think anything about it. I just said, you know, from my heart, and I know he's into vinyl, and... I'm into vinyl, uh, not an ego trip. I just felt he'd appreciate the book. It'll be like Elon, you know, on a personal level. So I yeah. sent him the book, and out of, a week later, I get a box in the mail <laughs> from the post office. And the box has a box of 45s in it from, from Third Man. <laughs> wow. Like, it's, and he's got a note in it. It's got one sheet on top, and it says, Hey, thanks, Spence. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I got to frame yeah. this, you know, worth a fortune probably. But anyway, it, it's just the idea of it blew my mind. And, and everybody mm-hmm. tell the story that they, they, they're mind blown because it, it. But but it's a simple story. It's like communication. You know, you give them. It's almost like you give somebody something. You know what? I, you know what? I, 
I got to tell you this. The thing that really hit me once, I got to tell you this story. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. I had heard in history that an artist walked across Europe to give another great artist. It, they were big. They were kind of like, it would be like Pablo Picasso giving Manet something, or you know what I mean, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And it was two great artists, and one artist walked in the winter. It was such an amazing, passionate story to give a piece of art to his, like, his best friend, you know? Wow. And then they, like, would send things to each other, their art, and it really hit me. So I get it. this is a real story. Lena Vertmuller, the great director from Italy, you know, she was a, you know, Lena Vertmuller. She was, like, a famous director from Italy. And um, she... I don't know. She was at a hotel in New York, and I, I saw this film she did, and I went crazy. Like the passionate Spencer went nuts, and I said, "I got to get in touch with her. I got to get." In, I don't know why that day I had to get in touch with her. And you just her knew, it, yeah, yeah. And you couldn't. And for some bizarre reason, I'm able to get her. Like I called up a magazine, wow. had an article on her, <clears throat> and they mm-hmm. told me where she was staying, which I couldn't believe. And I get mm-hmm. to the hotel, and. What I did was I sent her some of my album covers, you know, sent her some albums, actually, with my album covers. And she was so overwhelmed by it. And, I, you know, I had a, I sent her the, I think what I did is I sent her the covers first. Oh, no, I found out where she was, sent her the covers. And then I decided to call the hotel. I decided to go a step further. I'll call the hotel. And I get her interpreter on the phone because she can't speak English. You know. And she told me how overwhelmed it was. But it's like... That's what it's like. You know, it's kind of like an artist communicating to an artist, you know? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's what I did with Jack White. And I do that with, you know, I've given my books to, like, you know, Paul Simon has my book, for instance. I saw him mm-hmm. in person. I've given it to certain artists that have been I in the I remember you telling me that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the way I am. You know, it's just me. And, and with Jack White, it was really interesting because I didn't speak to him on the phone, but he sent me this thing, and I thought... You know that's incredible. You know it's just like a, it's just a communication. You know it's just something. Yeah, it's really cool to get a gift like that. You know, and what I want yeah. to ask you about, yeah. and and maybe yeah. maybe we can talk about this for a few minutes. You know, we've had quite a few people on, like Steve Conti and oh, know, yeah. a lot of other artists. You know, um, Richie Ramone and and um, the different yeah, the, people the, the that gamut. we've had on the air. They've all released one or two songs on vinyl with a CD release that they've done. They've all done... Oh, and Asaka Pop Star. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I yeah, mean, and you got Willie Nile, too. His cool Willie. vinyl. Oh, I Willie? mean, the vinyl that people are... Like, one... What was it? One person was doing one that was all white vinyl. That was Willie Nile, right? Willie Nile did yeah, all so. white yeah, vinyl. right. Yep. And then um, Osaka Pop Star is was a Christmas album, and it was green and red, right, and right. vinyl. Right. And then um, you know, you have Joseph Arthur too. You know, you have Joseph. Yeah. Arthur. So, what's up with the artists that are releasing vinyl? Um, what's the? I think, like you said, vinyl is coming back definitely. I mean, right. there's a lot of vinyl, co- like you know that. Um, Kickstarter campaign you sent me to about the vinyl where vinyl of the month club where you get a different vinyl album every month and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Right. Yep, yep. But tell me a little bit about your insight on why people are doing uh, a limited release on vinyl when they're releasing I, their music. Well, the the big thing is the sound quality, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty controversy for who knows how long. But you know, like I spoke to John Luongo, who's involved with our movie and the vinyl mm-hmm. movie and he's in 
sound, or, you know, and he's been a big thing with sound. And he tells me very interesting things, like um, he just says that vinyl has this sound that's better than digital and better than, you know, and I really agree with that uh, in the mm-hmm. full you know, recording of it. Now, this is what's interesting, Holly. There are vinyl albums that are produced with not from digital. This is very interesting, actually. A visual audio thing, and that's not right. Uh, you should be getting the vinyl albums that are done. I forgot what the terminology is. John told me, but it's they're they're made from the real vinyl. The, the vinyl sound. I, I'll use that word. The so vinyl they're pressed sound. from the original. They're they're yeah, from the original exactly. pressing right, and stuff. Right, right, exactly. So, like, I mean, you're getting yeah. this from these people, you know, and what mm-hmm. they're doing is, I guess, you know, what we're, what they're acting out and we like is that they see that the sound is a big thing and that people are responding to this. Now, they'll do it, of course, in a smaller quantity, so it's safe. It's not like the old days where they they would always do huge quantities of different things in vinyl. Now it's like, it's economical, too. These artists can't afford it. But that's what they're doing. All these artists are putting in a small quantity um and now joseph arthur one time was amazing he printed three listen to this three thousand forty fives when he went to paris because he plays in paris periodically and you uh-huh. know what happened he sold three thousand get this in one week one week wow sold 3, that's quite amazing i mean that, that not everybody does that but I, but these seem to, what's going on also is that these records are seeming to sell out see so because they print them in a smaller run and um, so they're safe, you know. I mean, the artists don't feel like they're going to get ripped off, or you know, I mean, they're going to have a whole bunch in the warehouse. You know, uh, they they do it at a quantity they feel is very safe. And normally, seems to be with all these artists that they get sold out. You know, really, uh, on the average. Yeah, you, you know, know, I noticed that. That's what Willie was yeah. saying about his vinyl. He said, you know, a lot of it was like very limited. Right. And. Right. I think they only print like five hundred or or a thousand right. or whatever. Some right of them. There, right there, Hal. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really strange. But you know, um, getting back to vinyl, let's talk about our friend Bernard Stolman from ESP Disc <laughs> Records. Bernard. Oh Bernard. Love Bernard. Bernard. Where are you? <laughs> Bernard. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is a man who worked, who who calls us up and tells us, "Oh my God, I just found a bunch of." unreleased Janis Joplin music that I just found and I just called her son, her daughters and, and their family right. and I'm going to send it to them and oh I've got the and he worked with very exclusively with the Jimi Hendrix estate Jimi Hendrix he estate that's right got all this really unreleased Jimi Hendrix music which is kind of like in flux right now because of everything going on that it can't this be released but he's down, got, he told me he's handling he calls it the so-called a so-called daughter of Jimi Hendrix, but it hasn't been. He said yeah. they would need forensic. They would need forensic. Yeah, let's not even it. go there. Yeah, right. let's not even go there. You know, we know Leon. We know Leon, his brother's real because Leon's a friend, so we know that. Right. But you know, the rest of it's very questionable at this point. But that's true. The You're point exactly is right. that I'm trying to make is this guy's got unreleased, um, you know, music pieces right. of music and. And um, Etta James and, um, you know, all this amazing Well, he's going through legalities also. He's telling me of having, you know, going through these. Some, like, he's told me stories that are unreal. Like, he has a Jimi Hendrix music that can't be released because of legality. Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So he's, got, 
he's got possession of certain things. Like he would periodically, I'd be talking to him, he'd tell me about certain, like you're talking about historic people yeah. that have things, but they can't be released because of legalities. You know what I mean? But he has quite a collection of these things. He does. That's what's amazing, right? So and I we would love imagine, Bernard. You love Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Love, and that you know Bernard used to handle Otis Blackwell, who wrote for Elvis mm-hmm. Presley. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah. You know things like that. I'd, I'd be in the office packing books, or I'd be doing design on album covers, and Otis Blackwell would walk in. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, just historic people. Albert Eiler, one of the great jazz people. Um, that's what made his office exciting. Um, you know what I mean? You it's know, just, we have to get him back. I wonder if we should call him right now. But, you know, we only have twenty. We're only on the air for a few more minutes, for a little bit longer. If you we know, call hello, him, hello, Bernard. But then he'll be on for an hour. You see, I know. Wait, wait. Let me see if I can call. Wait, I'm gonna look here. Hold she on a second. Call him. That'd be wild. I love I'm that going one. to hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> He's gonna be like, hello, hello. If we could do this every show, like a surprise wait, phone call, we could drunk dial someone. You mean like without? Yeah, yeah. Just call anybody. Anybody you think. Yeah. yeah just Surprise wait, wait, wait. Call. I'm I mean, looking someone here. did that. Oh, someone did that on radio. They used to do that, Holly. It was right. They would call up. <laughs> I know. It's right? kind of like drunk dialing, but we're not. We we don't. I don't drink. <laughs> and you don't drink. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Where the hell? Excuse my language. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking for his number. I've got it here, and oh, um, I don't have. Oh, wait, no, I've got wait. it. I've got it. You got I, it. I'm just trying to find it, but. Yeah, so the story about Bernard is um, he is is a character. We love Bernard. He's definitely a character. Hold on, let me see here. I've got it here. Hey, by the way, wait a minute. I tell you this, Holly. He may come out with a Billie Holiday album with the Zani Rudolph front cover. You know about that? Okay. I I heard that he was thinking about doing that. And he paid for everything. <gasps> I found his number. Hold on. Let's see if we can cool, add a man. number here. Hold on. Let's see if we can add. Um, is... Wait. Hold on. Let's see. Um, hey, let's see if we can add him. Hold on. Oh, my. Hold on. Oh God! I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. You mean hello? Hi, we're calling for Bernard. Bernard is not here. Who's this? Well, you're on the air with us right now. This is Holly and Spencer. We're calling him from our radio show radio right show. now. Where is he? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's in um. He was in the hospital, but now he's in a nursing home uh, for rehabilitation. Oh, my oh, God. No. Oh, oh, no. Spencer, Sorry to hear we that. Need, we need to call him. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll call, yeah. back. we'll call back when we're done with our show, okay? So okay. we can get a little more information about how to reach him and where he's at. Oh, sure. Thank you for answering. Is this his daughter? No, no. I'm the one who took care of Bernard. Okay. Oh, awesome. Are you the one that cooks oh, for him all the time? I'm sorry? <laughs> You're the one that cooks for him all the time. He talks yes, about Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, he loves your okay, cooking. Okay, great. Well, 
we'll call you after the show to find a little more details about Bernard. We're sorry that he's sure. not there right That's now fine. to take our call. Thank them. you. That's fine. Thank You're you. welcome. Wow. Oh, how my God, intu- We were oh intuitive. We needed, we needed to call Bernard. We needed to find yeah, out where he's at now. Yeah, you were psychic, Holly. You were psychic. Something was going on. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. Well, oh so oh maybe he fell or something. So just so everybody knows, Bernard's a little a little bit up there, and he's very eccentric. He likes to live and do his thing and travel, right. and That's right. he may have just overdone it. <laughs> he's in his 80s, too, Holly. He's in his I 80s. I know. No. I know. So we, we send our love and hope he gets well. Well, we're going to find out the, the deal on that. We're going to call yeah. afterwards, and we're going to find okay. out where he's at. So for everyone listening today, we want to thank everyone for listening and um uh thank you for um tuning in and again if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand under the Indie Cafe. And uh Spencer, um thank you so much for being here and go out and make some snow well, angels. Thank you, Spence. Hal. We'll be back again. Okay. We're back. <laughs> and oh, we're gonna end the show with a really cool song. Another song that Alon picked out. Right. So mm-hmm. let's uh play that real quick. And um happy day of spring to everyone. And don't forget to tune in. I may I'm I'll be posting the show later on in a little bit for this Sunday for everyone listening. Sunday's World Water Day. Tune in. And mm-hmm. tune in to turn on. Okay, so here we go. Have a great day. Thank you. I love you. I love you too.